where you will find health solutions to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. Let's go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Hey, I'm Jolene. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health. I finally learned that I needed to take a holistic approach to health and give my body what it needed to thrive. So if you're ready to take back your health one simple step at a time with results that are undeniable like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss, this is the podcast for you. Hop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Do you fear fat? Do you still fear fat? in 2023. I'm asking because I grew up in a time period where we demonized fat. It was no fat, low fat, eat as little fat as possible because if you ate fat, you know, you got fat. We were taught to limit it to an extreme. Now, knowing what I know about how the body works, I know that a lot of the issues I've had hormonally probably stemmed from my many years of a no fat, low fat phase. So hopefully I can dispel some of the anxiety you might have around fat or the fear you still have in the back of your head because even I still have it because you know fat makes you fat. Oh and if you've ever been in the keto low carb space they always tell you fat's a lever and if you've grown up in the fat makes you fat phase and you can create a lot of issues for yourself. So I want to make sure that you have this understanding that fat isn't necessarily bad for you. Um, You just have to find your sweet spot. As a macronutrient, fat comes with 9 calories per gram of fat. That is kind of where the whole fat makes you fat came from because it's calorically dense. Besides the fact that there was this Harvard study that blamed blamed fat for what sugar was doing to the body, you can look it up. They've actually retracted it. It happened years ago, but... The whole concept is, is we keep blaming fat for things other, for problems other things have been doing inside our body. So think of fat when we we look at it from a macronutrient or a caloric perspective. Fat is like a slow burning log that you put on a campfire. It is very clean burning as well. So our body always has an endless source of energy as long as we make sure that our body does not lose the ability to tap into fat. That is the concept of metabolic flexibility is being able to tap into all few sources, but that's not our topic for today. Our topic is actually about fats. So we want to make sure that our body um, can tap into it to, to actually use it. So don't think of it that just because you have added fat, you don't um, dissolve it when you try to lose weight. You actually burn through it. So we have to learn how to tap into it, use it as an energy Um, It will also help you stay full longer when you mix it into your meals. So as a macronutrient, it is pretty fabulous, but as a burning, a fuel burning source, it is absolutely fabulous. Now let's get into the fact that there are certain nutrients that require fat to be absorbed, meaning they will not be used and absorbed by your body if they're not consumed with a fat source. That would be A, D, E, and K. These are all ones that we try to all struggle with, not try to struggle with, we all struggle with um, because of 
not enough fat taken with them or you take your vitamins on an empty stomach and don't eat for hours later, it will not use the fat on your body to absorb these nutrients. They have to be ingested with it. So if you fast at all, skip your vitamins until you're in your feasting window. It's just gonna help you in the long run. So as I said, some of the problems we created from the no fat, low fat era was because fat and the cholesterol that comes with the fat, the two of them together form so many essential structures in the body that without taking them in, those structures don't get built in a healthy manner. Our cell membranes, hormones, especially like estrogen and testosterone, and then the myelin surrounding that surrounds all our nerve cells, that's all composed of fat and cholesterol. And it's from ingested fat and cholesterol. It cannot take the fat from your butt and do what it needs to do because that's already been processed. It needs new stuff as the cells are regenerating to keep our body healthy. So it needs the right raw materials so that we are structurally integral. We do not wanna build a house with crappy materials. The same thing goes for your body. We need to make sure that we're getting in proper amounts of what our body needs as a foundation to keep building strong and healthy cells. It keeps the balance of hormones. And one of the big ones is without adequate fat intake, and it's not a lot, people. I don't want to get totally scared. But without it, your body cannot produce the vitamin D that it needs from sunlight. It just can't. It doesn't function properly. So don't fear fat. But let's get into the different kinds of fat. Because besides the fact that we need this fat, we only really want healthy fats in our system. We want fats that are not going to damage us further. So we've got saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, when we look at the types of fat that we ingest. And then we have damaged, inflammatory, rancid, and toxic fats. Those are the ones that we'll avoid as much as possible at all costs. We do our best to keep them out of our system. So basically most of the fats are our friends, but there are a few that are foes. Now, what are their lists? Because I actually do have a list. Fancy that. Saturated fats are solid at room temperature, and they are safe to heat to high temperatures. They do not oxidize the same way other things do, um, which means that they don't get corrupted. And I know I look, talk a lot about smoke points, or you've probably heard the talk about different smoke points, but they're actually finding um, different temperatures are oxidized, where the fats are oxidizing versus the temperatures where the smoke point starts. So um, it's pretty much in the same, but when we get to the next section, I'll explain the difference. But your saturated fats tolerate the high heat are coconut oil, butter and ghee, red palm oil, which is incredibly controversial, mostly because of the way it's harvested, not because it's bad for you. Um, they're deforesting the Amazon with uh, harvesting the red palm oil. So that's not something we like to see often unless you know it's coming from a fair trade and a regenerative farm. Duck fat, goose fat, lard, which is pork fat, beef tallow, lamb tallow, all of your animal fats basically are going to be a saturated fat. They are tolerate high heat really easily. Um, so that's where you start there. Coconut oil, if you did not want to go with the animal fats, all the only coconut oil and red palm oil are not animal fats. Everything else is an, a source of an animal fat. And then we're going to get into monounsaturated fats, which 
tolerate moderate to low heat. It just depends on what they are. Now, olive oil, we've, we've heard the rumblings in cooking areas that olive oil doesn't handle high, high heat. It handles a lot higher heat than we thought. It takes a lot longer to get oxidized um, than it starts smoking. So as long as you're getting a good quality olive oil, cold pressed, all that, you should be fine heating it for your normal cooking, like um, roasting vegetables and stuff like that. Avocado oil is another one just like olive oil. They can handle a little bit higher heat, maybe not as high as a solid saturated fat. So you want to just kind of balance them out. One of the things my mom told me, and it probably came from her mom who came from her mom, is you take your olive oil and add a pat of butter and it helps raise the smoke point a little bit so it doesn't all burn up on you. Um, so that's a good tip for uh, olive oil. Avocado oil is another one if I didn't already say it. <clears throat> Those two can handle a little bit higher mod uh, moderate heat um, as because they have a protective polyphenol content which helps them oxidize at a lot higher heat than a normal monounsaturated fat. I'm not saying it will handle as high of heat as a saturated fat, just a little bit higher than a monounsaturated fat. And two other monounsaturated fats are sesame oil and macadamia oil. Um, those you want to keep very, very low heat, maybe as a drizzle on your hot food. I don't really recommend to cook with those, mostly olive oil, avocado oil for cooking, as well as all of your saturated fats. I highly recommend cooking with your tallows, your lard, your goose and duck fat, your butter, your ghee, and your coconut oil. They'll produce way better quality foods in the long run anyways because they don't really burn. Now we get into polyunsaturated fats. Polyunsaturated fats should not be heated, period, end of story. They are very fragile. We need to protect them and they can be drizzled on things cold to add flavor like salads and vegetables, um, but don't heat them. In this category, you've got your almond oil, your flaxseed oil, your pumpkin seed oil, grape seed oil, hemp oil, walnut oil, fish and cod liver oil, and all your omega oils, like your um, fish pills, all that. Anything that is an omega-3 pill, um, oil that you're ingesting, that all needs to stay very cold. And then we have damaged and rancid, toxic, inflammatory, whatever you want to call it. These oils generally are already rancid while they're sitting on the store shelves. So we, I don't recommend them, period, end of story. You're hard to avoid them if you eat out because you're not, it's hard to get a restaurant, depending on what you're ordering, to not use them. They don't understand. They don't know the difference. So make sure in your home you don't use them at all. Do your best out to get foods that don't contain them. And that is including canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, rapeseed oil, which is another term for canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, vegetable oil, and hydrogenated oils. Well, we all know how bad hydrogenated is. That tub of Crisco you got, dump it. But um, those are the different types of oils in the different categories they're in. There is a handout that I put together that you can put up on your fridge so you can keep track of the different kinds of oils and what to heat, what not to heat to keep you, to help you learn so that you just become second nature. So let's dive a little bit quickly into fatty acid balance. We have omega-3s and omega-6s. 
Now, there's a huge problem out there because people are telling everybody to avoid PUFAs, which are your polyunsaturated fatty acids. Hey, wait, your fish oils are in the PUFAs. Now, the reason for this is because most of your seed oils are in that PUFA range, and that is because they are higher in omega-6s. And we get so many omega-6s in the modern diet and just the way we eat in general that we're always struggling to get this balance of omega-3s. If you are getting in healthy fats from a variety of sources, you're good. You want to get in and, and work on getting up your omega-3 intake. So if you don't like fatty fishes, like your um, salmon, mackerel, herring, the anchovies, those kind of things, you want to then look for a cod liver oil supplement, but you want one that's cold pressed and that's kept cold because like I said, polyunsaturated fats should not be heated. So if it is heat extracted, you are not getting um, a quality supplement and it's not going to do the same thing. Have you ever taken a fish oil pill and burped fish? That means it was already rancid. So you want to make sure that you're getting something that's good quality as well. Now, when I say the, that shouldn't, the fat shouldn't be heated, that doesn't mean that the fish shouldn't be heated. You can cook your fish. You don't have to eat it raw. It's a different process when they're extracting it and the, the type of heat they're using versus um, cooking your, your meal. So if you're getting your omega-3s from things like flax seeds, not flaxseed oil, because that's another reason why we don't want to heal it. Flaxseed is another source of omega-3s. You want to make sure that you eat it however you eat it, if you're getting it from the whole food versus the oil separated out from the food. So I just wanted to touch base on that. Right now, as a society, we get a lot of omega-6s, and that's why the PUFAs have been demonized, because that's where most of your nuts and seed oils live. So now you want to take it, a different step and then focus on getting some more omega-3s in there because a lot of those also have some omega-3s. It's just we need that balance. Um, Grass-fed butter is really high in omega-3s as well or higher in omega-3 should I say. So that's another good one to to keep in your toolbox. Olive oil. Things that are going to give us some sort of variety of omegas to give, keep us in balance is important. So you might be wondering, okay, I get it. I need to ingest some fats so that I can be healthy. And you're wondering, how do I get more in? The easiest vehicle to add more fat to your meals is add it to your veggies. It makes them taste better. Um, it gives it lots of flavor and it just helps. It, it'll maximize all the nutrients in those veggies as well. So just try to add it to your veggies. Put, put a dash of olive oil or saute them olive oil, drench it in butter, make a nice... Uh, sauce out of a healthy fat and some seasonings and put it over your whole meal. Um, it's not bad to add a little bit of fat. Garnish it with olive oil. Like that's a common thing in the Italian world. We drizzle everything with olive oil. You know, do what you need to do. Avocado is a great way of getting in some good healthy fats and upping your fat intake. So on that note, friends, I want you to no longer fear the fat. Find your sweet spot. Your sweet spot's going to be over 20%, over 25% of ingestible fats. But it, the limit is whatever helps you get to your goals and helps your body heal. So you might need more at some points and less at others. Listen to your body. If you're craving something fatty, it's probably telling you something. 
Okay, don't forget, grab the handout so that you have an easy reference of what fats to heat, what fats not to heat. And on that note, friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what you heard today, I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Sharing is caring after all. Share the podcast with others that will find the information helpful. It's through your support that I can continue to grow and bring more amazing content. And if you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me, and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out, share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. See you later.